0: Good morning. Welcome to today's devotion. Today, we're going to deal with a subject that I'm acquainted, I'm acquainted with, but has been rather painful for me growing up. And that is dealing with death and those proceeding in death, a family member, a friend, someone close that dies suddenly. You may ask the question, how do I deal with this pain and how should I grieve? Well, I can recall at a young age, um, as early as six, when I lost my uh, sibling, my brother, and looking at him in a casket, at an infant and seeing the tears and the pain on my folks face as well as my grandma's face. And I didn't know what was going on, but it immediately made me feel sadness. Four months later, I would feel that same pain. And this time, the way that I handled things was me screaming and yelling because now I'm looking at my father laying in a casket and I know he's not coming back. So understanding no one pushed me aside growing up and no one taught me of how to grieve and what does the Bible says about grief. So in this devotion, what I'm hoping to do with the help of God the Father and Jesus and the Holy Spirit here is to help you to go through something practical. And I invite you to pass this on because sometime we may not be in that season right now, but there may become a time where you find yourself in a season. Maybe like my brother who lost his spouse of 20-some years, um, finding himself of in a painful situation where he's dealing with the missing of someone and he's used to her presence, her smell, and every single thing. I don't know. Or maybe just like you. I've lost my mama, uh a few years back and how painful it was. But I, one of the things that I realized what would have been helpful is a brother to come alongside of me. And if it's a sister, you need a sister to come alongside of you to give you these encouraging words. Let's pray. Father, I'm thanking you right now. I'm thanking you and I'm asking you to teach us through your word how to go through this process of grieving, how to go through this process when somebody unjustly takes away our family member and they end in death, how to deal with the sudden death of our loved one, how to deal with the pain that we're left in, that hole that's in the inside of us. I'm asking you, Holy Spirit, to teach us through your word. Speak to us, Jesus. Show us the proper way to grieve. In Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I'm reminded about the scripture in which Jesus, being acquainted to grief himself, after John the Baptist, which was Jesus' cousin, was beheaded, Jesus received the news, and you can Google it. Uh, <laughs> and um, Jesus was grieved. but. In his grief, he turned around, there were people before him, and he began ministry out of his grief. That may be a word for son of you. You see, sometimes we go through things for someone else. But let's go through the scriptures and see what the scriptures say about how to deal with it. The first scripture that I'm going to go through is 1st Thessalonians chapter 4 and verse 13. And this is for believers. It says that now we don't do not want you to be misinformed believers. I'm reading from the amplified version about those things those who are in death or have are asleep. They were in the Bible it re, refers to as sleep. So that you will not grieve for them as others do who have no hope beyond this present life. So you mean to tell me the Bible is telling us, hey, I need you guys to understand as believers. There's a way for you to grieve, but you don't want to grieve like the people that don't know God that have no hope and don't understand things. And they're only concerned with what's here. The person is right there laying next to them. So they don't understand. But for if we are believers, that is Jesus died and rose again, as we know, in fact, he did. Even the same way we realize that he will raise the dead, but bringing Those believers who have fallen asleep in Jesus, he's going to bring them back. For we say this to you by the Lord's own word, that we who are still alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will in no way proceed into into his presence. In other words, those believers who have fallen asleep in death. What does that mean? It's gonna go on and explain that. It's it's saying that some believers are not gonna even have to taste death. But even more so, he's saying in the previous in the next verse that some of us are gonna be taken up when the trumpets sound, and simultaneously we're gonna be caught up in the air with Jesus and together with those that are asleep will rise, and we will meet the Lord in the air. And this is I'm um, um, summing up verses sixteen through seventeen, and then he says, "Therefore, in verse eighteen, comfort and encourage one another with these words concerning our reunion with other believers who are alive." This is the purpose of this lesson is to provide the encouragement to you. Jesus wants to encourage you. The Father wants to encourage you. The Holy Spirit wants to encourage you today that if you're feeling sad, if you're feeling upset, it not to say that you shouldn't feel pain or you shouldn't feel that missing feeling like I did of my, my first cousin dying a, a couple months ago. You're going to feel that. But he wants you to be reassured that you're going to see them again. And therefore, you need to be comforted in knowing that. Let's go to um, the the first scripture that Jesus wants to comfort you in. The next scripture, it's uh, John chapter 14. In here, there is four things that Jesus wants you to understand in the scripture. You must understand Jesus has already prepared a way for us to go. Jesus had to go the same way we must go. In other words, he experienced death, but he also experienced resurrection. Anything that dies, you must understand, must be resurrected. Anything that dies, something new comes out of it. So you need to understand that. Number two, Jesus has a prescribed way. Jesus. Number three, Jesus has led the way. And number four, Jesus has a promise that awaits all of us. So in John, he tells his disciples, he said, do not let your hearts beat trouble. In other words, don't be cowardly afraid. Believe me and confidently in God and trust in him and have faith and hold on and keep relying on him because his disciples were beginning to get sad because Jesus was telling them that he's about to die. But he's telling them in order to prepare him. So many of us, in some cases, we know that some of our relatives are beginning to experience death, perhaps like in some sort of sickness or disease in a hospital. So there is a, they're comforting us and yes, sometimes we're sad and we're sorrowful, but Jesus is saying, just like his disciples, be aware that in my father's house, there are many dwelling places. If it were not so, I wouldn't have told you and I'm going there to prepare a place for you. In other words, he's saying, I'm getting ready to prepare and be prepared for your coming as, as well one day. And if I go to prepare, I'm gonna come back in again and I'm gonna take you to myself so you can be with me. And here Thomas was says, Which, where are we going? Because Jesus says, where where are you going? And he said, I am the way, the truth, and the real life. No one comes to the Father but through me. What was Jesus saying? You need to understand that in order to be resurrected, once we die physically, there's something that's getting ready to happen in which you're going to be transformed supernaturally into the spirit in which you're beginning to be transformed into your heavenly body. You need to understand something. Dealing with the thoughts of death that happens, and some of you might ask, is this God's plan? Well, is this God's plan while you're eating and Snacking on the chicken and smiling and people laughing and and celebrating. Why is this? Because this is the same questions that I used to ask myself as doing that younger years when I was six. I was upset because I'm like, why are they so happy? You know, why are they dancing? Why are they laughing? Didn't they just come from my father's funeral? Didn't they just come and my brother just... We just buried him in the dirt. See, I'm just being real with you. But you need to understand, just as Jesus was telling us, this here, this body of ours is a shell that's here for the earth. But there is a kingdom shell that this shell must be eliminated in order for you to understand how to take on the spirit. So you're going to be transformed into a new being, a new spirit. And let me show you through the scriptures. Turn with me in two Second Corinthians. I mean, excuse me, to 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 50 now I say this believers that flesh and blood cannot inherit no part of the kingdom of God so you need to understand that this shell that we have cannot go this shell here this tent here is for the earth but there is a spirit man that must go to heaven he said, listen carefully. I tell you, there is a secret mystery to this that's been hidden. We will not all fall asleep in death. In other words, like I said before, not everybody will experience death. But some of us are going to be transformed right there and there. But for those of you that experience this death and fall asleep, you're going to be changed and transformed. In other words, in the twinkling of an eye the sound of the last trumpet and all believers in Christ will be raised into an imperishable body not the human body but an imperishable spirit and this is going to be transformed now i know that btc which is being transformed by christ mean that we're constantly being transformed by his word on a regular basis. But when you die and go to heaven, you're going to be fully at that moment transformed completely. So the whole time you're here on earth, you're working through that process. It's a rehearsal process here. We're in preparation for what's going to happen in heaven. Let me go on because here as we enjoy relationship with the father, as we enjoy his kingdom here on earth, um, showing people and introducing to people to Christ Jesus in order for them to experience an everlasting God and ever loving father in heaven. So here is a rehearsal ceremony. It's like a a a wedding ceremony, a a pre-wedding dinner. It's not the the wedding, but they go to a dinner before the wedding. And so Jesus is the groom. And so when we die, he comes in and he accepts us and then he brings us with him. That's the process. So let me show you something in 2 Corinthians chapter five, starting at verse one. It says, for we know that if the earth, earthly tent, which is our physical body, which is our house, is torn down through death, we have a building from God, a house not made by hands, but by eternity in heavens. So in other words, our physical bodies, our physical shell has to be torn in order for your eternal shell To live, for indeed, in this house we groan, longing to be clothed with our immoral, immortal, eternal, celestial dwelling, so that by putting it on, we will not be found in nakedness. In other words, the sinfulness. So this tent right here is the one that is full of sin, and that it is constantly perishing because of the sins of Adam, the sins of the world. So we're constantly being burdened by the weight of the depressionness. So although that death separates us, we're still clothed by God with eternity. Now, he who has made us has prepared us for a very purpose which is in God, and he's given us a Holy Spirit as a pledge of guarantee. This is for believers. You have a pledge, and believers that die here on this side have a pledge by the Holy Spirit that they have a destination. So there must be always confidence as believers. Our hope always has to be in Christ, not in what we see, but in what crisis? doing. So how do you deal with this pain? You may ask. God has designed our current bodies as earthly. There is a special body prepared and God knows exactly when it will happen. So the goal is always while you're on earth, live a life that's pleasing you. To God as we go into second Corinthians I mean as we go and we talk about Philippians one chapter one and we see what exactly what Paul was saying in Philippians chapter one we discovered that in verse 20 that here it is Paul is eagerly expecting and looking for a future that is with God in that he's encouraged because he's saying, there is a freedom that I'm expecting to go into, but I'm longing to be here with you guys so that I can help you guys progress in preparing for eternity. But then there's another side of me because I'm excited about what's getting ready to happen to me in faith and I'm getting ready to inherit something. So Paul is saying in verse 22, I'm going to start. If however, it is to be life here, I am going on living. This will mean useful and productive service for me. So I do not know which to choose. I am, have a choice, but I am hard pressed between two. I have a desire to leave this world and to be with Christ, for it is far, far better to be with Christ. Yet remaining in the body is more necessary and essential for your sake. In other words, it's for the sake. Being in the body and living here on the earth is essential. Here on earth, but because I'm progressing in my faith, my joy, there is a rejoicing awaiting before me when because my expectation is that because I'm in Christ, I will see you all again. So what is Jesus saying as I wrap up? Remember when we were baptized, we were baptized as a symbol as to what would happen to us. You see, when Jesus died, he was buried, right? He he had to go through death, but then he had to be buried, and then he had to go through resurrection. Baptism goes into the same symbolic system, meaning that there is a submersion up into the water and as you submerge, you're being buried um, into to symbolize the death, and then there's a resurrection, which means that you are being resurrected into a new life. The same thing is true as we deal with people proceeding in ahead of us in death. You need to understand that there is a new life that's awaiting for them and that We can celebrate and we can have joy. So as I go into this last scripture, I need you to have that in mind. It says that, therefore, if you have been raised with Christ to a new life, sharing in his resurrection from the dead, keep seeking the things that are above where Christ is seated at the right hand and set your mind. Keep focused habitually on these things above heavenly things. Not on the things that are on earth, which is temporary, for you are died to this world and your new life is hidden in Jesus Christ. Father, I pray today's word was encouragement to my friends and my family. I pray your peace and your comfort to those that are in sorrow, those that are in pain. I pray that they would sense your presence, your comfort, and being also filled with joy, knowing that they would see their loved ones once again. I pray that your peace would be with them. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, as always, if you're never, Experience this relationship with the Father. And if you have experiencing some hurt and pain by death and not really sure of how this word really applies to you, the first place that I would start is having a relationship with God the Father. You know He loves you and He died for all your sins. But He did that in order for you to have an everlasting life. That means that a life beyond this life. But in order for you to enjoy that, that means that it first starts with recognizing that you're a sinner. And that just simply means that, as the Bible says, that we've all sinned and fallen short of his glory. So as you agree with him that you're a sinner, he gives you an opportunity by faith to confess him as Lord over your life. I'm gonna walk you through a simple prayer and I'm asking that you would repeat these words. Just say, Lord Jesus, I need you. And I'm asking that you come inside my heart, be my Lord and my savior. I believe that you died for all my sins and I believe that you rose from the grave now, from this day forward, take total control of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, reach out on btcempower.org. Hit the prayer link, the contact link. and We just want to know who you are. We just want to pray pray with you and allow you to understand the next steps in your growth. All right. Stay encouraged. Have a wonderful day.